Hi everyone, this is Prashi here and welcome to Voice Notes. And today I want to talk about how to deal with a toxic manager. Ooh, really fun topic, right? Um, and I think this is something that recently came up with one of my clients and one of the academy members. And we were talking about, you know, the fact that she's been struggling with a toxic manager for the last few years, couple of years. And this happens a lot to uh, immigrants, you know, where we are not treated fairly, but we have visas and obligations that make us really nervous and fearful for our jobs. So we don't always express our concerns ahead of time. We're, we're really afraid that if we lose our job, we lose our visa. If we lose our visa, we lose our opportunity in America. And so I personally think that this is a compound problem for immigrants. And if people who live in America, it's probably not as bad as um, as as it is for immigrants because at least those people, Americans or people who don't have visa issues, can at least like quit, right? And uh, we can't, we can't even quit. So I think it's very, very stressful for any first generation immigrant to be surrounded by toxic people or to be dealt this card of, you know, being in a situation where it may feel suffocating and frustrating. So I completely empathize with you because I've hired a toxic manager. (laughs) (laughs) and I've had to deal with it in my career and frankly toxic uh, colleagues and you know toxic customers like yeah a lot of those things happen to everybody but the first big mindset shift I want to offer today before I even answer the question of how to deal with them is the first thing you want to establish for yourself is that regardless of what situation you find yourself in you'll never look at it from a victim mindset. You'll never look at it from a fixed mindset. You'll never look at it from a place of frustration and frustration only. That just makes the problem so much more difficult. And this is why I want you to start thinking about, first thinking about when faced with challenges in life, whether it's a toxic manager, toxic team, a difficult project, a a mistake of sorts, whatever, please approach it with the idea that I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from this. I'm actually very curious how I will solve this. I'm actually looking forward to figuring out how I'm going to work with this person. I think this one mindset shift helped me so much in my career that I didn't feel really, really stressed by the problem because I was so excited to find the solution. So I want you to be excited to find the solution because if you get really sucked up into the problem, if you get really caught up into the problem, then things just don't move. It gets stagnant and it gets very hard to solve. Then we fall in the victim mindset. So to avoid that altogether, I really, really want you to start focusing on the real fact of this problem is here to teach me something. This problem is here to improve my communication skills, my leadership skills, my my problem-solving skills. Actually, this problem, by the way, is the exact thing that they're going to ask me when I interview for my next position, right? Because they ask you that in behavioral questions, right? Don't they ask, how did you deal with a toxic person? Or how did you deal with disagreeing with a superior so these are the situations 
that you will be using in those interviews. So this is your career in the making, by the way. So don't dismiss it. Don't let it get to you emotionally and mentally from a negative perspective. Really first switch perspectives because once you switch perspective, everything changes. Everything changes. Like literally, you have to find ways to deal with this emotionally first, mentally first and frame it in a very empowering way. Otherwise, you're going to go in circles. You know what I mean? So don't do that to yourself. Please don't do that. Instead, simply and simply focus on this simple thing. This is here to teach me something. This is here to help me with something. This, oppor- this is an opportunity to improve, to grow, to learn. That's what challenges are. You have to just reframe the definition of it. So with that, I will tell you how to deal with a toxic manager. So first is, of course, the mindset. Please look, remember to like literally like always formulate it in an empowering way. Number two, what you want to start thinking about is what are the activities or actions that they're doing that are actually hurting you? So for example, if they're ignoring you, right? Or if they are not nice to you in a meeting, if they're blatantly rude to you, to your face, or they're subtly being impartial or unfair. It's very important to untangle whatever is bothering you the most. Because unless we can objectively look at the things that are bothering us, we're not going to be able to find solutions to them. If we're constantly focused on the feelings, then we can never have a tangible solution because feelings are very dicey. It's very hard to do anything with it, right? Like you can go to a manager and say, I feel disrespected. Okay, there's not much somebody can do about that. But if you said, I did not like the tone of your last email, and I think you could have used better words, now that's something tangible that maybe the person will be willing to work with. You know what I mean? So it's very important to take the feeling and the thoughts and then distill them into two or three things that are really bothering you objectively. And I know it can be hard to do. That's why, again, if you're in the academy, if I'm your coach, I can help you distill it. But you can distill it yourself and you should be able to do this at every stage of your life. Which means... Every time you get irritated, frustrated, get around toxic people, detangle. Think about it. What is bothering me? What is it about this situation that is really upsetting me right now? All right? And then when you have those tangible items, then I want you to start thinking about your boundaries. So that is the problem. A lot of times toxicity, it gets to a point of toxicity when we have ignored it for too long. And as I said, as an immigrant, you may have ignored it for too long because you don't have a choice. You don't have an option. But you do have an option. So that means the first time something like this happens. So for example, I'll give you an example. I personally, when I started using a technique like this, I understood that, you know, when people did like one, two, and three, it really bothered me when I either didn't get a response for more than 48 hours on an email or when I was passed for a promotion without even allowing me to apply for it or whether I was told that, um, you know, I don't deserve a project or something. Like when I had those changeable items, what I started doing was that if anyone else did that to me, I knew that was my boundary. So let's say a new employee or a new team member didn't respond to me for 48 hours when I was very clear with my 
response times, then I would pick up the phone or even walk to their office and be like, look, this is not good. Like, what can we do so that there are no delays on these conversations? Like, what do you like to do? What would you like to do? Right? Can I write a better email? Or can I give you a better timeline? Or can I, or do you prefer a meeting instead? Like, what is it that I can do? So next time, it never happens that you didn't respond to an email. Right? And this way, I was able to establish really clear boundaries that even if you don't like me, I know what bothers me. And I know what's going to create stress for me. So I'm going to set those boundaries. I'm going to communicate those boundaries. That is the problem. If you don't have tangible reasons, right, for why you're getting upset, then you cannot set tangible boundaries. And then everybody walks all over you and you don't know why. You know what I mean? So please remember that and please use it to communicate. What do you need? And then finally, if somebody is a difficult person, what I've noticed is over-communication is your best tool. I know it's hard. Don't avoid communication. Don't run away from confrontation. Do not run away from difficult discussions. Instead, over-communicate yourself. Over-communicate your intentions. It's very, very important, whether it's through meetings, whether it's through uh, emails. Like Always like make sure that this person knows more than needed, right? Like you're over-communicating, you're writing everything down. If somebody's being unfair, like if your manager is not giving you projects, then same thing, making sure that you're expressing that in some way. Maybe in a one-on-one setting, maybe in a PRW, like review setting, be like, look, I need exposure, but somehow it's not coming to me. Why? Can we discuss this? This is a tough conversation. (laughs) Please remember... (laughs) That if you have difficult conversations, it doesn't mean you're going to get fired. I think you running away from confrontation is making things harder on you. So don't run away from it. Have a conversation. In fact, there's an episode in voice notes that you can go check out. It's, I think, from August. You can check it out. Where I talk about how to have difficult conversations with your managers. Because you avoiding it is making it worse. So from the get-go, you should be able to say, hey... Like, I need exposure. Hey, like, I think I could have done that project that you gave to another colleague. What do I need to do to get there? And bring them to the objective reasons. What do you need to do? If they can't come up with objective reasons, it doesn't mean that you should give up. I remember in my 9 to 5 job, I wanted this um, nomination for executive MBA program. And I wrote to my manager saying, what would it take? And he said, somebody in corporate has to recommend you. I said, who? He's like somebody at a VP level. I said, okay, how do you, how do you get nominated? And he's like, you need to ask maybe. So I wrote emails to a few VPs saying, can you nominate me? And then finally it came down to, oh, you have to, nomin- you have to be nominated by your own VP. So I wrote her an email and she didn't get back to me. And then I wrote it again. And I wrote it again. And when she still didn't get back to me, then I reached out to a mentor of mine who was working in high, like corporate in Milan. And I said, look, I need this nomination. And apparently nobody's responding. What should I do? You know what happened? That VP, my VP, she was my VP, actually got a little pissed at me. She said, I'm not happy that you're not patient. And I said, 
I cannot be patient. It is my personal goal. I really need to get there. Can you help me or not? And if you can't, then tell me what, why not? And what do I need to work on next year? I can't keep waiting around for you to come around and nominate me. I need to advocate for myself. Sure. And we, everybody moved on. Look, you guys have to let it go. In the next episode, I'm going to record, I'm going to be talking about, you don't need to be liked by everybody. You're not at a job to be liked. They're not your spouse. Your manager is not your spouse. They don't need to like you or love you. That's not their job. Their job is to pay you. And their job is to give you a safe and secure work environment. If they're failing at either of those, then yes, they're wrong. But if you're asking more and more and more in terms of emotional support from them, then that's the wrong place to look for emotional support. That doesn't mean they get to be rude to you, they get to be abusive or violent or anything like that. It just means that set your expectations right. This way, if you can take that emotion out, if you can take that neediness out, then you can be more professional and you can advocate for yourself better. So how to deal with your toxic manager? First, have a mindset that if something is not going your way, it is a challenge that you'll grow from. So get curious about how. Have a good mindset. Don't feel like a victim. All right? Number two, objectify your feelings. Take the feelings that you're feeling and find objective ways to quantify them and say what it is that you're feeling unhappy about so that you can discuss that with the manager or the team member. Over-communicate. Third number, over-communicate, over-communicate, over-communicate. Communicate what you're thinking. Communicate what you're feeling. Communicate what you need. Always over-communicate with people that you don't get along with. Don't assume that they already know or they're already going to say no about it. Does that make sense? And finally, please remember that they're not there to love you. This has nothing to do with your neediness. This has nothing to do with your likability factor. This is a professional setting and you're there to do a job while you advocate for your own personal growth. Okay, so keep yourself ahead of everything else. Make yourself into that strong person that can advocate for them regardless of whether people like them or not. I hope this helps. And then I'm going to record the episode on likability. Talk to you soon.